know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to the program. Thank yes. you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry V and J-Mac <laughs> are on tap to help us navigate the show. Yeah. Um, say that with a little bit, because we got a lot going on. So got a lot going I realized on. realized there was a lot rotating in and out. Yes. Um, so anyways, uh, we'll get around to calls in the last segment. I'll make that my aim. I will tell you right off the bat, um, this just makes me feel better to be able to get. I got a lot of content. Um, that that I want to throw out to Will the Great uh-huh. and have a conversation around. Yep, yep. And and so I'm going to try to squeeze it all in. I want to read to you at length um, from several sections of a book that's going to help me make my case today. Mm. Um, and so that always takes up time. So, so I just want to jump right into it. The title of the show today is Which Way Does a Tree Fall? <laughs> and um, and I'm, I'm asking this question kind of, well, not kind of, I am taking it from uh, a movie that came out in 2012. And um, well, let's just let the Lorax uh, set this up for you in his own words. Here we go. Which way does a tree fall? Uh, down? A tree falls the way it leans. Be careful which way you lean. Man, so profound. Oh, my goodness. And the music just really, I mean, you really lean dramatic, in. Really dramatic. It's dramatic, right? I mean, Very dramatic. Which way profound, does a tree though. fall? Oh, my goodness. Mm. Down? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, down's got to be the way. No, it falls in the direction that it leans. So you got to be careful the way that you lean. And we, mm. we talked about this now. I want to say this, Will the Great. You are so patient on social media. Um, you are able to kind of bear the brunt of a lot of pushback. You, you mostly, <laughs> mostly maintain our page yeah. and um, our Aaron the Addison's Facebook page, you know, and so you really kind of like hold up a shield for a lot of darts that if, you know, if people, because that's the thing about social media, it's open to everybody. So people can say whatever they want. And, and, and I say, don't get on if you can't handle it and you can handle it. Yeah. You know, uh, I can handle it to an extent. And so I just try not to be on so much. But uh, a few years ago, or maybe a year ago, maybe two, I I can't remember, you started talking about uh, taking a look at the Republican Party and you were you were pushing back and saying we have to make sure we maintain our identity. First and foremost, we are Christians. First and foremost, we are Christians. And you said, watch what's going on in the Republican Party. You had a post about this, about this. And people jumped on you. People (laughs) jumped on you. Um. And 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 basically, what are you doing? You're trying. You're for the opposition. Like, I mean, it was it was brutal. And you were so patient as you are, which is this is a part of your greatness. Right. This this really is a part of your greatness. I've been on the receiving end of this patience. Um, No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying simply is this. We need to watch. And at the moment that we begin to see things happening, we need to make sure that we draw a darker line. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what we're saying. Because our first identity is that we're Christians. Amen. That's our first identity. Everything else, get in line. Okay? (laughs) 
And so now we've got new information out. Uh, Gallup poll, our brother Abe sent us this actually while we were in Virginia working Mm -hmm. and um, we talked about it in Virginia and Will the Great just making some points to me about this. And I thought, man, uh, you know, we kind of did visit this a little bit. You know, you kind of touch on these things. But when the skies are blue, you know, it's difficult for us to heed warnings. Right. It's difficult for us to look at things and say what might be coming up the pike because, you know, it's it's it seems to be pretty good and people are riding high. (laughs) Here's the information. And then I want to talk about how we got here. I want to talk about how even well-meaning Christians got here. Certainly. okay. so I want to talk about how well-meaning Christians got here. But absolutely, I want to talk up there. (laughs) There is absolutely no hope for simply the conservative. Hmm. Okay, they're like I want to talk about how Christians got here, but absolutely like <laughs> it's not once I lay out for you how Christians got here, mm-hmm. I won't have to lay out for you how conservatives got here because it, I mean it's 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 like you don't need to. And my, you don't my, need to. my question has been, you know, we may have to redefine like what is conservative? Like what is that today? True. You this know what true. I'm saying? This because is very very true. There's some different things that have you know, penetrated. So I'm like, yeah. And, and, and gotten into the tent, gotten its yeah. nose under the tent. And, and so this is where you are. So record high um, in the United States, uh, 70% of Americans now support same sex marriage. Oh, I should give a disclaimer. If you're listening with youngins, uh, probably don't because I, I'm, I'm going to paint a picture here. I'll be as careful as I can, but you know, it deals with uh, a topic that you may not have introduced to your kid yet. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be respectful of that. And then also I'm, I'm going to be going to a book, um, that is the playbook for indoctrinating. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. When I start, when I read it to you, and I've, I've alluded to this before, uh, but when I, when I go back to it, and mm-hmm. for some people it'll just be a refresher, for others it'll be like, whoa, what? Yeah. Um, you'll see that it worked. You, We're living in the manifestations of that stuff this is now. It. This is it. <laughs> you'll, you'll be like, whoa, so this is how we got here. Right. Everything has been orchestrated according to this playbook. The book is after the ball. We'll talk about it. We'll set it all up. Um, but let's look at these numbers, though, and let, let's talk about this. So the, the story highlights here from this latest Gallup poll. Uh, support for gay marriage is at 70 percent. 70 percent. 70 percent. Zero. OK. All right. Because somebody was like, oh, 17, that's not too bad. No, because that the talk was, like was 19, for a long 20. time. A lot of people are not supporting this. It's just a small, mm-hmm. you know, portion Correct. of people. But 70. 70% for the first time, a majority of Republicans now support same-sex marriage. I'm just giving you the story highlights. Support among older adults has reached the 60% mark. Mm, that's saying <laughs> something. U.S. support for legal same-sex marriage continues to trend upward now at 70 percent, a new high in Gallup's trend since 1996. The latest figure marks an increase of 10 percentage points since 2015 when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all states must recognize so-called same-sex marriage. These Hmm. data are from Gallup's annual values and beliefs poll conducted May 3rd through the 18th. Hmm. Did you have a light bulb moment? You have some. some no, I'm there? just saying, you know, the, the mm-hmm. that jump and what happened and that, hmm. that conditions mindsets. And, yes, you know, it does. Hey. Yes, it does. Hmm. Minds have been in the conditioning process um, since the 90s, hmm. the active hmm. conditioning process. Mm-hmm. Right. The active conditioning process, the the unashamed conditioning process since the 90s. 
Today's 70% support for same-sex marriage marks a new milestone and a trend that has pointed upward for 25 years. Mm. A small minority of Americans, 27%, supported legal recognition of gay and lesbian marriage in 1996 when Gallup first asked the question, but support rose steadily over time, eventually reaching the majority level for the first time in 2011. In 2011, by the time of the Supreme Court Obergefell versus Hodges decision in 2015, support for gay marriage had reached 60 percent. Every time I say gay marriage, you insert so-called. Right. Okay. (laughs) Insert so-called. Right. Since then, the issue has been less prominent in U.S. politics and public support for same-sex marriage has continued to increase. Well, isn't that something? Yeah, that's a reason. We don't. It doesn't need to be. (laughs) That's called victory. Hmm. All right. Um, Ty Tribbett. (laughs) That's called victory. Uh, Republicans who have consistently been the party group least in favor of so-called same-sex marriage show majority support in 2021 for the first time. Let Mm. me read that again. Let me read that again Mm. to the Christians. Oh, let me read that again to the Bible-believing Christians. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Republicans who have consistently been the party group least in favor of same-sex marriage show majority support in 2021 for the first time, that number 55%. The latest increase in supporting among all Americans is driven largely by changes in Republicans' views. Wait a minute. Wow. Wait, before we press on, I want to go back to the paragraph about uh, by the time the Supreme Court uh, Bergefell versus Hodges decision 2015 support mm-hmm. for gay marriage has had reached 60 percent since then. The issue has been less prominent in U.S. politics and public support for same sex marriage uh, has continued to increase. And my thinking is that. From the political, uh, uh, you know, way, they don't have to really push like that anymore. Correct. But you have media, you have companies, you have oh, ev- it, it's still being pushed. That is the playbook. Yeah. So they don't really have to do all this heavy lifting anymore. Now yeah. the culture is like, you know, bogged down with it and everybody's bowing down yep. to uh, this agenda. And so now yep. you have the, in the cartoons and in the TV shows and everywhere you look. So all a part of the playbook. In fact, I would crazy. say the political um conversation is a tool for the cultural progression mm. like the, the politics like like the the aim is not really to desire marriage not from the activists or not on the part of the activists right mm-hmm. like that's that's not really the aim the aim is to paint a picture of normalcy right. and you say miki that's a lie and you're being hateful <laughs> i have the book people <laughs> right i, I don't bring the new Orleans. <laughs> i got the book all right Right. I got the book. I, like you say in New Orleans, I keeps up with it. All right. I, so, and I'm going to read it to you because you need to hear it. You yeah. need to know that this even your change in sentiment plan. is a part of the plan. So, yep. so in other words, you yourself today, if you have had a shift in views, you are a victim. You oh have God. been conditioned. You've been changed. All right. You've you've you have by definition crossed over from light to dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make your brain do that. Right. That's what we are. And so why why can I say, Miki, why are you saying these things so confidently? Because I have the book. Because I know that the book went out of print when they succeeded. <laughs> because I understand and because I'm not guilted in any way. Hmm. Right. So here we go. Republicans. Again, this is important. Yeah. Republicans who have consistently been the party group least in favor of so-called same-sex marriage, show majority support. 
Fifty-five percent in wow. 2021. Wow. The latest increase in support among all Americans is driven largely by changes in Republicans' views. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Hmm. I could say some other stuff here. Let me jump to the bottom line. Let me jump to the bottom line in this Gallup poll here. It's not my bottom line takeaway. It's actually the bottom line that is in the article. Yeah. It's their bottom line. Okay, bottom line. Once opponents of legalization, Republicans have mostly come to back it. Court and legislative challenges to the legal status of so-called same-sex marriage have simmered down since the Supreme Court issued its decision. Meanwhile, older U.S. adults who were once holdouts in support of gay marriage now come down on the same side of the issue as young adults. Mm. Okay, so now um, the question is, um, which way does a tree fall? And then the question has to be, okay, and so in in which direction have we been leaning for a long time? Um, Kind of latching on and grabbing on to what is culturally normative is what we have done for a very long time instead of us being salt and light. Where because please remember that what we are not saying and if you ever were saying this, I would encourage you to to go back and kind of, you know, do a little bit of soul searching no pun intended, but do a little bit of soul searching and understand why your position was such that it was right. Because what people are not saying is that, Oh, your lifestyle just, Oh, I just don't agree. Like, and this is not a fight for a traditional view. This is my tradition, right? What please remember again, what Christians are saying, not only about homosexuality, but also about adult adultery, Mm -hmm. about fornication, about liars, about gossips, about swindlers, right? Remember what we are saying. We are saying that those people will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And we are also saying that we were those people, right? But we were washed. We were, we were bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. We were washed. We were cleansed. Okay, so so please remember that because that is our position, that hasn't changed because 70 percent. That hasn't changed because 60 percent. That hasn't changed because 55 percent Republicans. Please remember that. And as difficult as it might be for us to process this and to imagine, you know, how we're here or there are some people who are listening and saying, why is that hateful woman even given a platform? Why is she speaking right now? So what we're going to do on the other side of the book is we're, we're going to go to the after the ball book. We're going to talk about why we are here. We're going to talk about how Christians have gotten here. We're going to talk about why right now under your roof you have kids who despise you because they have been conditioned. And so when you say that marriage is between a man and a woman, when you talk about natural and unnatural affections, you are the object of scorn, even in your own home. This is by design of the culture that is in rebellion against God. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Crowder, good God almighty. Man, leave it to Crowder, man. I mean, <laughs> he's just, he's he's a family favorite um, with his scraggly old beard. <laughs> Gallup poll out, 70% of Americans now support 
so-called same-sex marriage, 70%, mm-hmm. it's all-time highest level of support since Gallup started uh, tracking this um, in 1996. And the question is, um, how, how have we gotten here? How, how, how does this happen? Um, and I, I want to specifically say how, or ask the question for Christians. How does this happen for Christians is, is the question. Because, you know, you call yourself conservative, um, as we have seen. And I know, Will, you're going to point some of this out as well. But it's the conservatives that you're watching yeah. who are rising and they have these platforms that are growing and constantly bringing in more and more people to, you know, strengthen the conservative message. And, and, and as you rightly asked, it's like, well, what is that message? <laughs> You know, what, yeah. what is that message? So yeah. anyway, um, what I want to do is just build my case by revealing what happened and how we've arrived at this 70 percent. And I'm going to use that. Um, I'm going to do that by using the book After the Ball, After the Ball, How America Will Conquer Its Fear of Hate, Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 90s. Um, the book was published in 1989. You can get a copy of it um, right now. If you go to Amazon, they have a paperback copy for $375, which is a drop in price. Because a few years ago, when I was talking about this again, I went and looked it up and it was like $1,000. And I was like, dude, uh, now if you want a hardcover, it's $604.99. Um, I, I know uh, one of our listeners a while back said that she was able to check it out of her library, I think. Mm-hmm. So you can you can do that. I, I think you ought to read it. Because what I'm doing, what I'm going to do today is really, man, I wouldn't even call it skimming the surface. It's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. Maybe maybe skimming the surface, but I feel like it's not even that much. Uh, <laughs> so you, you go check it out and you go read it for yourself so you can understand how we've gotten here and even understand what you're up against. So this book, um, this book was the result of an article that was first written in 1987. So uh, two men, Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen. Marshall Kirk, by the way, died in 2005. And um, Marshall Kirk was a researcher in neuropsychiatry. Okay, so he was a psychiatrist. All right. He studied the way people's minds and brains work and the way (laughs) people relate to one another. Okay, Marshall Kirk. All right. I just want you to understand. (laughs) And and Hunter Madsen. Hunter Madsen, who I was listening to an interview that he did as recently as I want to say 2015. I haven't looked him up in a a little bit, but 2015, I think I was listening to him do a radio interview. And uh, it was really, really interesting to hear him talk about after the ball and how surprised he is that people uh, have made it the subject of conspiracy. (laughs) Really? Come on, man. (laughs) You know, And, and anyway, and he was joking. He was very cavalier about the fact that the book was like out of print and so expensive to get. Like he was so like, oh, my goodness, it's. It's so expensive. Um, well, the reason it's out of print is because it, it worked and there's no reason to keep printing it. They have succeeded in what their goals and objectives were. Hunter Madsen, by the way, um, was a, was a social marketing expert, man, an expert that. in public persuasion tactics oh, and man. social marketing. So, yeah, someone who, you know, knows the brain and how people uh-huh. think yep. and you have a, a expert marketer on yep. the other side and they come mm-hmm. together to create this book. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Man. Yep. Got wow. his doctorate in politics from Harvard in 1985. Wow. So you're not dealing with small beans, right? Like, I mean, you know, you, you right? It's, right. It's, you know, so, yeah. so you've got Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen who co-authored this book. Uh, book was published in 1989, but it was after they wrote an article um, after the ball, the overhauling of straight America that was written in 1987. Mm. All right. So in the book, and I, I want to look at just kind of um, how, how we have, uh, changed course in America, how Americans have been won over, in particular, even Christians 
how Christians have been won over. In the book, there are some practical principles for the persuasion of straits. Okay. Hmm. Practical principles for the persuasion of straits. I'm opening my book here and um, I'm going to read some things to you. And as I read these things to you, I want you to remember um, the kinds of things that you have experienced in this, in this country, the kinds of things that you've seen uh, in media and television, the kinds of things that your children have been exposed to, and then ask if these things have worked. Maybe you don't have to ask that question. All right. So here we go Um, from the section, the strategy, this is page 172, the strategy of waging peace, eight practical principles for the persuasion of straits. And then it starts with a quote from Sun Chu from the art of war, the art of war. And here is the quote, those who have supreme skill use strategy to bend others without coming to conflict. Mm. (laughs) Those who have supreme, Supreme skill (laughs) use strategy to bend others without coming to conflict. All right. So here we go. Generally speaking, the most effective propaganda for our cause must succeed in doing three things at once. Here are the three things. One, employ images that desensitize, jam, or convert bigots on an emotional level. (laughs) This is by far the most important task. So for all my emotional people out there, for all the people who are just like you, you have to lead with your heart. See, this is why when you look at Ephesians and you look at the full armor of God, this is why that breastplate of righteousness becomes so important. Because the heart, if not protected by righteousness, will go in all kinds of directions, feeling and emoting. Right. Number two, challenge homo hating beliefs and actions on a not too intellectual level. Remember, the rational message serves to camouflage our underlying emotional appeal. There it is again. Appeal to the emotions. Mm -hmm. Appeal to the emotions. Even as it pairs away the surrounding latticework of beliefs that rationalize bigotry. Number three, gain access to the kinds of public media Mm. that would automatically confer legitimacy upon these messages and therefore upon their gay sponsors. (laughs) to be accepted by the most prestigious media, such as network TV, our (laughs) messages themselves will have to be at least initially both subtle in purpose and crafty in construction. Wow. Subtle in purpose, subtle in purpose, crafty and construction. Guided by these several objectives, we offer eight practical principles for the persuasion of straits via the mass media. Number one, Don't just express yourself, communicate. Don't just express yourself, communicate. Let me read to you just a little portion from that section, okay? Don't just express yourself, communicate. This is from page 174. Communication then, not self-expression, is the basis of a mass media campaign. To achieve it, every public message in the campaign should be the direct result of gays having put themselves in the public's binding high-button shoes, And asked, if I were straight and felt the hostility most straights feel toward gays, what would it take to get me to change my anti-gay feelings? In other words, don't start by deciding what you most ardently wish to tell straights. Start by determining what they most need to hear from you. Now listen to this, okay? An essential corollary of this communication rule is that straights 
must be helped to believe that you and they speak the same language. They must become convinced that despite a key difference, sexual orientation, you and they nevertheless share enough ideas and values so that dialogue can proceed in a meaningful and fruitful way. Straits won't even stop to listen to your message unless reassured by certain obvious surface cues, dressing and speaking like them, for example, <laughs> to show that you and they transmit on the same wavelength. Guys, this is upfront, without a question, manipulation, control, mm. mind control. Do you understand? And it has, it has continued on. And people in mass quantities have been duped by it. Principle number two, seek ye not the saved nor the damned, Appeal to the skeptics. <laughs> so in other words, don't try to talk to the people who are in your camp and don't try to talk to the people who you just never going to happen. Look for the people that are right in the middle. Look for the people who are right in the middle. Isn't it amazing? Wow. The biblical language that's used there. Yeah. Right. Okay. You <laughs> Saved. Punish yeah. the wicked. You, yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so look for the people that are right there in the middle. All right. Page 175. Our media strategists must know their tar target audiences. Media know which strategies. are ripe. Yeah. Know which are ripe for persuasion and which are not. On gay rights, the public is of several minds. There are, in this sense, several different publics to consider, each comprising very roughly one third of the populace. And they knew their audience. Mm. They, they knew what their target was, where they were going, where people fell. This book has, it has graphs, it has illustrations. Like, I mean, they knew exactly where people were and who to appeal to. Where are you going to get the most bang for your buck? Number three, keep talking. <laughs> now, remember, these are the eight practical principles for the persuasion of straits. Not my words. Kirk and Madsen. After the ball, you can look it up. Keep talking. We are still in that right now. We're in the keep talking. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. That's why it doesn't matter what happens. Like, that's why it's got to continue to be flaunted in your face and pushed mm -hmm. in your face. And that's why your kids have to uh, accept it and celebrate it. And then before they can even say mom or dad, they've, they've got to see drag queens in parades. That's, that's what keep talking. Keep talking. Page 177. The third principle in our recipe for desensitizing ambivalent skeptics, that is, for helping straights view homosexuality with neutrality rather than hostility. Notice that. Notice that. It, we just want neutrality. Moving a person from hostility to neutrality is success. Just, uh, I mean, it's not something that I would do, but I mean, you know, who am I to judge? At least at the outset, we seek desensitization and nothing more. You can forget about trying right up front to persuade folks that homosexuality is a good thing. <laughs> but if you can get them to think it's just another thing, Man. meriting no more than a shrug of the shoulders, then your battle for legal and social rights is virtually won. Wow. That's page 177. I'm telling you so you can go look it up for yourself. Page 178. <laughs> 
The fastest way to convince straights that homosexuality is commonplace is to get a lot of people talking about the subject in a neutral or supportive way. Open, frank talk makes gayness seem less furtive, alien, and sinful, more above board. Constant talk builds the impression that public opinion is at least divided on the subject and that a sizable block, the most modern up-to-date citizens, accept or even practice homosexuality. I'm going to jump down here, move my sticky note. And when we say talk about homosexuality, we mean just that. In the early stages of the campaign, the public should not be shocked and repelled by premature exposure to homosexuality behavior itself. Instead, <laughs> the imagery of sex per se should be downplayed. Wow. So and the issue. <laughs> go ahead. Keep going. Mm -hmm. And the issue <laughs> of gay rights reduced as far as possible to an abstract social question. So don't don't really think about what talk about done. what we do. Right. It just we <laughs> we just want families. Man. We just we just want you to see us as just don't talk about what we do. Like don't don't let that be. <laughs> Again, page one seventy nine. This is this is under the section. Keep talking. Keep talking. Where we talk is critical. We'll discuss specific media tactics shortly. It suffices here to recall that the visual media, television, films, magazines are the most powerful image makers in Western civilization. For example, in the average American household, the TV screen radiates its embracing bluish glow <laughs> for more than 50 hours every week, bringing films, sitcoms, talk shows and news reports right into the living room. These hours are a gateway into the private world of straits through which a Trojan horse might be passed. Mm. Now, and then, and then when, when, when we say they're trying to indoctrinate your children, be careful what you watch, turn it off. Don't subject your children. They say you're crazy and hateful. And then you believe it. So you let it play. And then you believe it. So you let your kids continue to indulge in it and they're playing right into the hands of the strategist. That's what we want. Principle number four, keep the message focused. You're a homosexual, not a whale. Keep the message focused. Keep <laughs> And they, they, this, this book, they have, they have a, have a sense of humor here. Number five, portray gays as victims, not as aggressive challengers. Mm. There you go, folks. There you go. Again, I would go back to the breastplate of righteousness. You have a heart that beats in your chest and you love people. You don't wish that anyone would perish. That is not your desire. Right. And so then what we do is we begin to try to formulate these ways whereby people can hold on to their own, you know, proclivities, their own desires and lusts and whatever. And we, we try to find a way where they can hold on to that. And then God will just bless it because he's good and I don't want them to hurt. And so because I don't want them to hurt, maybe God's not. Maybe it's maybe he didn't mean what he said. That's the that's the beating heart. Deceiving us, leading us astray. But man, you know. This impenetrable breastplate of righteousness firmly in place over the chest of the believer helps to guard the heart. 
when we come back, we will look at principle number five, number six, number seven, number eight, and then take your calls. Aaron the Addisons, stay right there. All right, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American <laughs> Family Radio. I all right, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's mission, not a day late. All right. Um, so seventy percent of Americans now support uh so-called same-sex marriage, and Gallup uh has uh presented this this data. And the question is how do we get here? Like how how has this number so increased? Uh, it's been over time, but it has not just happened out of nowhere. Right. It was uh, the result of a concerted effort. Right. Um, I would give a lot of credit to uh, the late Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen, the co-authors of the book After the Ball, published in 1989, where they specifically laid out their plan um, to win their battle. Was their sub- How America will conquer its fear and hatred of gays in the 90s. <laughs> How America will conquer its fear and hatred of gays in the nineties, which by the way, uh, as we know from the marketing expert, the social marketing expert and the psychiatrist, um, even the wording there, mm-hmm. all, all of this is meant it, it's a, it's a tool, right? Yeah. These are devices. Okay. Right. Um, so we're looking at the eight practical principles for the persuasion of straights. Cause that's what we're talking about. Right. When we talk about 70%, we're talking about people who have been fully persuaded. We're talking about people who have left their their mooring, they've they've left their anchor, and and they've they've or they've drawn up the anchor, and they've been persuaded to move, mm-hmm. okay, to to move away from uh, what once anchored them. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, number five is the one I think I was on. Portray gays as victims, not yeah. as aggressive challengers. Portray gays as victims, not as um, aggressive challengers. Uh, page one eighty three. In any campaign to win over the public, gays must be portrayed as victims in need of protection so that straights will be inclined by reflex to adopt the role of protector. And when I read this, it's like, it, I just want to ask, like, how does it feel like to be played? You know what I mean? Like, how does it feel to be manipulated? You know, right. it's 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. all right. All right. Here we go. If gays present themselves instead. As a strong and arrogant tribe promoting a defiantly nonconformist lifestyle, they are more likely to be seen to be seen as a public menace that warrants resistance and oppression. For that reason, we must forego the temptation to strut our gay pride publicly to such an extent that we undermine our victim image. And we must walk the fine line between impressing straights with our great numbers on the one hand and igniting their hostile paranoia. They're all around us on the other. The purpose of victim imagery is to make straights feel very uncomfortable. That is to jam with shame the self-righteous pride that would ordinarily accompany and reward their anti-gay belligerence and to lay groundwork for the process of conversion. Man, they spoke in terms of conversion. Hmm. Wow. By helping straights identify with gays and sympathize with their underdog status. To this end, an effective media campaign would make use of symbols and spokespersons that reduce the straight majority's sense of threat and induce it to lower its guard. Put your wow. guard down. 
Put your guard down. Mr. and Mrs. Public must be given no extra excuses to say they are not like us. <laughs> so they deserve to be punished, which who who was saying that? You, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But again, this is, you know, who who who, who was <laughs> saying that? In fact, the Christians that made up Mr. and Mrs. Public were they are not like us. We don't want them to be punished. We don't want them to suffer the wrath of God. We believe that is real. Mm. Persons featured in the media campaign should be wholesome and admirable by by straight standards and completely unexceptional in appearance. In a word, they should be indistinguishable from the straights we'd like to reach. Page 184, it it cannot go without saying, incidentally, that groups on the farthest margins of acceptability, such as NAMBLA, North American Man-Boy Love Association, Mm. must play no part at all in such a campaign. (laughs) Suspected child molesters will never look like victims. (laughs) Please notice that this is not a rejection, that they're not a part of the campaign. It's just you cannot have an out front role. Right. They have to hang back. Okay, you can be the person pulling the 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 rope, for opening and closing the curtains, but please, you're not going to be center stage. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 scanning here. There's so much more in that particular section that I want to read, but I'm going to skip it in the interest of time. That's number five. Um, I still ha- okay. Number six, uh, give potential protectors a just cause. Give them a reason to want to protect you. Give potential protectors a just cause number seven make gays look good make gays look good page 188 page 188 the honor roll of prominent gay or bisexual men and women is truly eye-popping from socrates to eleanor roosevelt tchaikovsky to bessie smith alexander the great to alexander hamilton and leonardo da vinci to walt whitman the list of suspected inverts is old hat to us but surprising news to heterosexual america Mm. famous historical figures are especially useful to us for two reasons first they are invariably dead as a doornail hence in no position to deny the truth and sue for libel (laughs) so we can grab our heroes posthumously (laughs) and why because they can't reject it they can't say no okay and number two and more serious the virtues and accomplishments that make these historic gay figures admirable cannot be gainsaid or dismissed by the public since high school history textbooks have already set them in oh an incontrovertible cement because these are, these people have already been taught to their children that these are great people. So if we claim them as our people, then those people must like us too. Wow. By casting a violet spotlight on such revered heroes, in no time a skillful media campaign could have the gay community looking like the veritable fairy godmother to Western civilization. We built this, y'all. Look at look at all our contributions. Think about it. Think about what we are experiencing right now. Think about the way that our children have been conditioned. Principle number eight. Make victimizers look bad. Mm. Make victimizers look bad. Now, listen. I'm going to open the phone lines here. 888. 
While your calls are getting queued up, summarize this section here. After the ball. Strategic principles for the persuasion of straits. We have reviewed the range of public outreach strategies commonly touted by gays like zealous prosecutors. We've rounded up all the usual suspects, studied their trial records and concluded with disappointment that none of the most popular strategies can be promptly or effectively executed. So instead, we propose our own strategy for a large scale media campaign whose objectives and reasoning are expressed in terms of eight practical principles for persuading straits. And I just went through them. Don't just express yourself, communicate. Appeal to the ambivalent skeptics. Keep talking about gayness. Keep your message focused. The issue is homosexuality. Portray gays as victims, not as aggressive challengers. Give potential protectors a just cause. Make gays look good. Make victimizers look bad. Do these strategic principles seem straightforward, even a bit bland, perhaps? But just try, as we do in the next chapter, to develop PR events and TV commercials that obey all the rules, and you'll see what a challenge they present. Any 10-year-old can balance a spinning plate on her finger. It takes a preternaturally clever Chinese acrobat to balance eight of them at once. And this is what we have seen in our culture. These are the grabs that we have seen where now what you once believed. And, and, and let me tell you who's not moved. He or she who has anchored in the word of God. He or she is not moved. Why? Because this has never been about hating someone. This has never been about being grossed out by someone. This has been about let me tell you about a man. And that's what our message must continue to be. Mm. Whatever our particular sin is, we can be set free from that. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Bitsy in Louisiana. Hi, Bitsy. Hi, guys. I hope y'all can hear me. I'm driving down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, As a mother, a Christian mother of a daughter who has bought into the lie that she's a lesbian this book angers me to no end um i know that our struggle is not against flesh and blood Mm -hmm. and i can't help but think as that just as the holy spirit directed the scriptures Mm -hmm. the men who wrote the words down that this book was directed by other spirits Mm. oh bitsy thank you so much for your insight yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, the structure of it, the aim of it. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head there, Bitsy. Thank you so much for calling wow. in. Um, wow. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Craig in Texas. Hi, Craig. Hey, guys. I've been listening to y'all for a while now, and I love you guys both. Y'all just, y'all tickle me. I tell you, God I, bless I love you. you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, look, guys. Uh, these polls and everything, 70%, I don't believe that. I don't think the American people, to that degree, has accepted, uh, you know, this ungodly uh, 
uh, lifestyle. I just don't mm. believe it. So, mm. you know, I hope you're right, Craig. Manipulated. Mm-hmm. And you and you know that mm-hmm. uh, these people they like to call themselves gay. You know what a what a terrible use of mm. a, such a great name, gay. Mm. You know, such mm-hmm. a wonderful. You know, thinking of what gay really means. These people are not gay. They're always what they were. They're different. They're different from society, which is the same thing as queer. That's what we used to call them, queers. They're still queers. They are not gay. They are not happy. But I will tell you this, the Christians out there that have accepted this and that thinks it's okay, remember Jesus said this, and that day they shall come to me and Mm -hmm. say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all this in your name? And God will say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I do not know you. I have never known you. Mm. Depart from me. And- oh, brother, thank you so much, man. I could, listen. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And and look, Craig makes he makes um, a great point here mm-hmm. that we know um, and we've known for a while that even when you start to talk about uh, who identifies as homosexual, that yeah. those numbers have skewed toward the higher percentage. Yeah. And so maybe our brother is right, and, and we can only hope, but his warning is to be well-received. Yeah. Right? W- whether the number definitely. is such that it presents or it isn't, his warning to believers and those who say that you follow Christ, his warning is to be well-received. Brother, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Will the Great, where do we go next? Go to Stanley in North Carolina. Hi, Stanley. How y'all doing today? Hello. Um, Something that I've been noticing that I don't know if other people have been noticing is that the past six years, I believe they said on the news, it's been a decline in the birth rate, national Mm -hmm. birth rate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also coinciding with the rise in popularity of homosexuality. Hmm. So when God called homosexuality an abomination, Mm -hmm. as far as I'm led to believe it is because it's a stop of a destiny mm. it's, it's it, it'll it'll ultimately it bring man to a point of extinction if all women want to be with women and men want to be with men yeah i mean it's not a you know it's not a proper use of our our bodies That's you know right. what i'm yeah. saying but That's nobody right. is nobody is connecting the two the the, the decline in birth rate and mm. the rise in popularity of homosexuality and i don't understand why well we should we should brother you're right on stanley thank you so much it's an excellent point we should be making the connection it is that it's the it's the rise and the the celebration and the acceptance of homosexuality which uh left to itself would cause a population to die out it would the population solely operating that way would become extinct like that's it, it would die out right But at the same time, we look to the word of God, we look to the scriptures and we understand that what God is describing in Romans one, just for example, in Romans one, you're talking about an unnatural use of the body, which is what God describes it as. Yep. That's what it is. Listen, God has already judged this. And I understand that my message is not popular, but you know, I would care if it were my message. (laughs) It's not my message. Right. Right. I understand that even this is a little bit off putting to Christians today. They're like, oh, my goodness, she's making us look so bad. You know what makes you look bad to have been duped by a book? To have been the victim of a playbook. That's what makes you look bad. Man, come on, man. You've been played like a puppet. 
Come on. You're living out exactly what the goals and objectives were of after the ball. All right, we're out of time. Thanks so much for listening. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.